All right, Tecmo Bros. It is Ben and Tyler here opening up your week. We're on the stretch run to the playoffs. Before we get started, um, shouts to Andy. Andy's not able to be with us uh, today, but I want to let you guys know we have a treat today. But before I do that, Ben, I believe you have something you want to say to the Tecmo team. Mm. Well, speaking of treats, I just want to shout out the special time of year that is uh, the holidays because people make cookies for no reason. I'm sitting here eating some Christmas cookies as we record this podcast. And Christmas cookies are delicious, y'all. And so if you started making Christmas cookies over Thanksgiving weekend like my daughter did, um, awesome. Keep doing that. Uh, I am team cookie. Anyway, that's that's what I got to kick us off to you. Awesome. Well, today uh, we are going to jump in to uh, some unpopular league winners. Now, unpopular is kind of defined by the person who picked them. Uh, but what this guy, it's not an obvious league winner, at least not obvious to us. But these guys that we're going to talk about today, they're not headlining your team, but they're probably getting you over the hump. Maybe if your trade deadline is still open, maybe you can still trade for them. Uh, maybe they are in the midst of breaking out and there's no way that you can trade for them, but you just got to call it for what it is a league winner. So um, I'll tell you what, Ben, um, why don't you bat lead off today and, and start us with yours. Mm, will do. Sorry. You caught me in a bite of my delicious cookie. here. Exactly um, I, was, I wasn't expecting you to T.O. it brother. All good. That's all right. I'm ready to go. I'll rise to the occasion. So I'm going to start us off with a guy who wasn't even the number one guy in his own team, and in some people's mind, he still isn't. I'm going to start us off with Jamal Williams. Right now, Jamal Williams in PPR, which is his least valuable format, is coming in at running back 12. Jamal Williams is an RB1. He has been for a number of weeks. He's scored in each of the last three weeks, and he has 13 touchdowns on the year. A few years ago, I want to say it was the 2016-17 season, if I can remember correctly. LeGarrette Blunt had a year where he was also an RB1. I believe he finished RB8, if I remember correctly, on that year, where he scored, I think it was 18 touchdowns. Jamal Williams is having a very similar year. He seems to score every week. He's proven to be a elite-level goal back, and the Lions have a really good offense. And this is the time of year where I think you have to stop saying, man, this should stop happening and start saying, this is just what it is. Um, and what it is, is Jamal Williams is an RB1. And even though he might not bring 100 yards, uh, 17 carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns is a great week. And you need to be starting Jamal Williams anywhere that you have him. And if you can get him cheaply, you need to buy before the trade deadline. Yeah, man. Um, he, you know, Jamal Williams has more offensive touchdowns than the Denver Broncos. I'm not surprised at all, but that is still an outrageous stat. Yeah, like uh, I'm pretty sure I read that the other day. If not, then I'm I'm just a little bit off. But like Jamal Williams is scoring in, in an incredibly ton of a ton of amount, amount of touchdowns. Jamal Williams has five games where he's scored two or more touchdowns. Five. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, he is not the headliner. Like he, but he and nobody. Every, when when I face Jamal Williams, like I see him in the opponent's block, I'm not like, oh crap, I'm gonna lose. 
Nor is the projection coming out from that because no, he's going to get projected for like nine point six, and he's going to drop seventeen on you, even though you feel like he didn't affect the game that much. And you're like, well, crap, Jamal Williams. <laughs> and well, you know what? But he's doing it week after week after week. Right, and the best indicator of past success in a season is, or future success is what has been happening and what right. has been successful. Like, even if DeAndre Swift comes back, Jamal Williams is going um, to get a red zone carry. DeAndre Swift is back. Let's let's right. talk about it. I mean, he's not fully healthy, not fully back. But Jamal Williams, even at the beginning of the year, Jamal Williams was getting over 10 carries, and he was getting the goal line. And the reason that Jamal Williams is in this category and could be a league winner is not because you drafted him to be your running back too. It's because of the cost at at which you got him or maybe even still be able to acquire him. And he would be a flex level guy that you're going to get RB low end RB one production from if he's scoring the way he is. So I love this pick by the way. I mean, Jamal Williams has multiple weeks where he's over 20 points. Like it's not like he's just fallen in the end zone twice because he's getting um because he's getting goal line carries. Like he's gonna get you 50 plus yards too. Um the one thing he's not gonna get this is even truer in standard and half point leagues. Jamal Williams is a as high as RB eight um in non PPR leagues. Like it is truly nuts uh how how good he has been this year and i feel like he's not gotten the sort of national love that he deserves so anyway moving on take us to yours tyler and then we'll tag team andy's yeah so my league winner is tj hawkinson uh tj hawkinson got traded from the detroit lions to the minnesota vikings uh, since the time that TJ Hawkinson got traded, these are the targets. This is the target share that he has had. He has had, uh, let's see, he's in Minnesota, nine targets. He was nine for nine in his first game with Minnesota. First game with Minnesota, I might add, where he had like three days with the playbook. Uh, against Buffalo, he had 10 targets, seven for 10. Against Dallas, nine targets. Against New England, who is notoriously trying to take stuff away from you, and they were winning big, and New England had to play catch-up. He had six targets, and most of those were in the first half. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is in the plans for Minnesota. TJ Hawkinson is the number two receiving option in Minnesota. TJ Hawkinson might be the number three offensive uh, weapon in Minnesota. Um, behind their, whoever's playing running back for them in terms of option. And uh, at the tight end position, I actually think that unless you're playing Travis Kelsey at this point with some of the Baltimore struggles, that he is the next best advantage at tight end. So I would also like to point out, since he's been in Minnesota, I have personally watched TJ Hawkinson drop two touchdown passes. There may have been more. I didn't watch a single snap of the New England uh, Minnesota game, but I watched him drop one uh, on the very on the one drive where they actually got points uh, against Dallas. And I can't remember, but I think it was his second week, maybe the Buffalo game that uh, that he also dropped a touchdown. So TJ Hawkinson's numbers in Minnesota could look even better. Uh, I agree with you. He's been fantastic. Manders isn't quite healthy. There's too many mouths to feed in San Francisco. TJ Hawkinson looks awesome. 
Yeah, so we're going to just – there's no smooth transition to this, but we're just going to go to what Andy has has put out for us to talk about. Uh, so what I'm going to just say, I'm going to throw the name out there, then you give your comments, and then and we'll ride from there. Because Andy's not here the way you guys treated me, if you don't agree with it, I fully expect the same uh, treatment of Andy since he's not here to defend himself. But Traylon Burks, Andy uh, – uh, Traylon Burks, Ben, talk about Andy's pick. Yeah. So Traylon Burks is a hog hunter. I know I point that out every time I talk about Traylon Burks, but the man literally hunks wild hogs with his bare hands, which just makes him infinitely more likable to me. So I never really say bad things about Traylon Burks, but um, he is back and healthy in Tennessee, probably the healthiest he's been all year. And he looks great. Uh, on Sunday, when Ryan Tannehill does take shots down the field, I think it is going to be to Traylon Burks. I I don't know if I think he's going to perform quite well enough to be considered a league winner, just because I don't know if there's any receiving threat in Tennessee that would be there. So while I really like Traylon, I, I just I think he would need to be a little bit better than I think he's going to be to be a league winner, because I think he's just a flex guy here down the stretch. Tyler. Yeah, uh, I love Traylon Burks's opportunity. What I don't love is the schedule and the priority that he is in the offense. Um, the first game in the – let's just say take the playoffs. So, league winner, normally it's taking into the playoffs and to the playoffs. Let's say if, if Traylon Burks is getting you there, week 15, you have the Chargers. Okay, I'll live with that. The next is Houston. Now – Tyler, you're saying Houston is literally the worst team in the NFL. They're in line to get the first overall pick. Yes, they're so bad that it's actually bad for your fantasy options. Uh, and that is going to be a Derrick Henry feast game. He'll have 325 yards and 17 touchdowns. Um, and and there will not be a passing game because they won't need it. Uh, or their defense is going to score. I mean, just a la Miami this past week against Houston. Uh, and then in week 17, they're playing Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys um, are, are good at defense. The Dallas Cowboys uh, can shut down uh, what Tennessee wants to do and get after uh, them. It's just not somebody I want to start uh, a receiving option for. And also, Tennessee will do everything they can to keep Dallas offense off the field. Uh, this is uh, – I don't think you beat Dallas by throwing against them, facing their pass rush. Uh, looking at their turnovers and things like that. You beat Dallas by Derrick Henry pounding the rock for 101 yards off 27 carries and maybe he falls into the end zone and you have control of the ball. So, um, you know, Traylon Burks as far as opportunity, as far as like he's moving into where he needs to be, but not as far as like schedule and, and Tennessee tendencies. Couldn't agree more. Andy, I think you swung and missed on this one. Um, I'm going to go to Andy's next pick, Tyler, because I'm actually more excited to talk about this guy because I do think that this guy can be a league winner. Um, and that's Christian Watson. So Christian Watson has scored six touchdowns over the last three weeks. He hasn't caught a lot of passes. Do I think Christian Watson's going to score six, six touchdowns over the remaining six weeks? Probably not, but I think he could easily get four. Christian Watson reminds me of a young Deshaun Jackson. The guy is athletic. He can go deep. He has long speed. 
He doesn't have the best routes in the world, but when the ball is in his hands, that man is a weapon. And if he gets a half yard on you, it's over. He's gone. We're seeing him fully healthy. We're seeing why Green Bay uh, took him early. And I think that Christian Watson can absolutely emerge on a team that really needs a guy to emerge and become a real big play weapon. And I could totally see somebody stealing a win because Christian Watson breaks off two 50-yard-plus touchdowns. I love this pick from Andy. Yeah, I, I agree, man. This is a home run hitter. And a home run hitter at a timing in which you can begin to start him at this time of year. Like, I mean, I heard a comparison the other day of, like, Odell Beckham's rookie year. You know how, like, he – and like Christian Watson, like, he didn't come on until, like, midway through the year. But then when he came on, he was, like, setting records as a rookie. Uh, the explosiveness that Christian Watson has had is the exact profile that is there. And um, if if Rodgers isn't too hurt, or even if Jordan Love plays like he did when he came into the game, like Christian Watson uh, was the, the read that he had. Um, and then if he stops scoring on every play, maybe he gets a few more targets. Um, and you can increase the volume numbers. But if the dude's going to score like that, then, yeah, this, like, man, stay in the flames. I'd be shocked if he, uh, like, isn't um, doing an amazing – and their bye week is coming up on week 14. Watch him to be featured more after that through, get this, your fantasy playoffs. I agree more. I'm on board. Let's move to uh, your next pick, huh? Yeah, my next pick is George Pickens. Um Y'all, the man makes an amazing catch every game. The the dude, uh, and the other thing that I love about them about him, um, I mean, he just kind of plays with a swagger and a confidence. And so some of it is I just wanted an opportunity to talk about George Pickens. The other part of this is is just this simple: who they have on the way in their playoffs. They play Carolina. They play Las Vegas. And then they play Baltimore. Now, the Baltimore divisional game could be weird week 17. However, Baltimore just gave up a ton of points to Jacksonville Jaguars. Las Vegas is awful. Okay. Uh, that's week 16. Carolina, also awful. Both of those top five picks. Carolina's defense is not awful. Yeah, but they give up points. They're, they're, they they get in shootouts. And I like, like it, you do a lot worse than, than Carolina. And so it doesn't scare me. Um, so Carolina, Las Vegas, Baltimore, George Pickens. I mean, he gets seven to eight targets a game. One of them's going to be an amazing catch that's 30 yards down the field. And then, uh, a good target. If you put it anywhere in his vicinity, I think he's going to catch it in the end zone. Um, and the dude's a baller. I, I like him going into people's flexes and, and just, uh, winning people leagues. I think you're too high. I'll be honest. Um, I, I love George Pickens. I took George Pickens number two overall in our rookie redraft a month ago, which was wrong. I should have taken Kenneth Walker. Oh, well. Um, I would still be very happy to have George Pickens on my team. I think he's going to be a number one wide receiver for a number of years. He, he's not getting enough targets, though, to fall into the league winner category for me. So, this is what I'd say. It's probably relevant. Hold on. I'm not done. Now. Give me a second. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, come on now. 
I just I just don't think that the volume's quite there. We haven't seen we've seen some big time catches, but not big time catches and runs. We've seen the acrobatic, I'm gonna leap up, drag my toes kind of catches, or acrobatic like grab his one hand catches, but not the like I caught it in stride and burned a guy for 60 yard catches, which m- maybe George will start to bust out. I hope he does. Cause I own him, like I said, but um, I-, I think that he will continue to be a high end flex, low end wide receiver to the rest of the year. Yeah. So like you're defining in terms of a league winner here in this case, not a guy who's ending the last few weeks as a wide receiver one. And and I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one, huh? And winning you the week, so maybe I should clarify with the George Pickens pick and not interrupt my friend Ben over there, even though he does that to me all the time. Uh, I need to define this as in the deeper league and in a place where you're starting three or four flexes or or something like that, which there's plenty of dynasty leagues that does that do that. Man, I like him over any other like flex option. Uh, mostly just about every week. And the reason I like him is because I feel like he is a, he has the high value targets deep down the field and he has the touchdown. Um, like he just, he has some chemistry with, with Kenny Pickett. So uh, my pick is Pickens. There you go. Um, pick is Pickens. Um, ben. Yeah. So my guy is going to be uh, not a rookie wide receiver. But a guy who I've talked about a couple times that I feel like gets forgotten, I don't understand why, and that's my boy Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is coming in right now, wide receiver number 13. Uh, so he's continuing to be a high-level wide receiver two, low-level wide receiver one. Tyler Lockett has weak winner ability. He always has. Tyler Lockett can go deep. Tyler Lockett can break off huge plays, huge games. He has been more consistent than DK Metcalf has. Gino has been an elite borderline MVP level quarterback. Um, He's on a solid team. Like he's continued to show up. He is not a total boomer bust. He has this boomer bust reputation that he does not deserve. Um, Tyler Lockett's just really good. And he's still cheap. You can still buy Tyler Lockett for 72 cents on the dollar. I don't understand it, but I make a prediction Tyler Lockett will have another week this year where he drops 25 plus, and you better hope it's not against you in the playoffs. Yeah, and this is what you love about Tyler Lockett. He's on Seattle, and Seattle is not stopping people from scoring. They get into shoot shootouts pretty regularly. Um like, so because of that, I feel like he's a little more matchup proof than like looking at the schedule and be like, ah, oh, yes or no. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't love his playoff schedule, but I don't know that it matters because it's Seattle and the way uh, they just tend to just, they score and then the next team scores and they just get into 30 plus shootouts. So the only game on his playoff schedule, first off, um, that scares me is, is that week 15 matchup against the Niners? And that is true. That is scary. Kansas city's defense doesn't scare me. The jets defense scares no one. It it is solid. Like I, I like the jets defense, but I don't think that what's the jets are really good at is what's going to uh, shut down Tyler Lockett. They'll put sauce Gardner on DK Metcalf and let the two, six, four guys go at it. 
I cannot imagine him matching up against Tyler Lockett. Lockett's too quick. That wouldn't work out well. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I think that uh, people are continuing to sleep on Tyler Lockett. He's just going to continue to put up rock-solid numbers because that's what Tyler Lockett does. Been at least a wide receiver two each of the last four four games for him. Like, just, just doing his thing. He's going to win somebody of the week where he has, like, eight catches for 147 yards and two touchdowns. So. Yeah, I like the reason I I like I feel like the people that he has uh are gonna score the the opponents like even San Francisco like with their yeah. they're gonna have to catch up so it means that Seattle's not gonna be able to just run the ball and then possess and then things like that so yeah I think it'll be interesting they have two games against the Rams coming up if your league takes Week 18 off that might not matter because uh, they play the Rams in Week 18 but I love his matchup the next two weeks which is the Rams and then Carolina. Um, and then San Francisco, eh, week 16 at Kansas city. I like that week 17 against the jets. That's solid too. Um, I, I just think that, uh, yeah, I, the production has been there every week, all year. He's had one week that was kind of a dud where he caught two balls for 17 yards. Every wide receiver is going to have a week like that. Every other week, Tyler Lockett's showing up. So, yeah. Hey, this is, this information I'm about to give is free just like the rest of the podcast. But uh, if you're in a week 18 championship, get out of it. Like, don't – just change the rules midseason. I would say – I would approve that as a commissioner. <laughs> um, you know, like, uh, it's just – it's like bye weeks, but, like, nobody's on bye, so you actually think they might play, and then they goose you. So don't do that, okay? It's it's an awful uh, league to be in, especially if you have money involved. It's so unpredictable. It's so unlike any other week of the year for what it's worth. Fully agree. Moving on. Let's go with uh let's go with Andy's final pick, Tyler. James Connor. I'll tell you what I like about Andy's final pick is I like the offense that he's going with and that guys are just gonna try to validate their jobs. I don't think they're gonna be getting in the playoffs anytime soon. Um, but James Connor uh is now being used at a high um, when I say a high level, I mean a high amount of usage. Like he's snap percentage is like over 90%. Uh, they got rid of his backup. So it's not like he's getting threatened uh, by, you know, Benjamin or anybody else. Uh, it's his, it's James Connors until he gets injured. And even then it still might be his. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't know. There's a lot of guys behind him. So this is just sheer volume. Like he's going to get carries. He's not going to have a ton of yards. He's going to get red zone looks and he's going to get catches, which is huge especially if they're behind. He's going to get catches, so high-value targets. 100%. Um, I give you some you're-not-here crap, Andy. I don't think that anybody is forgetting about James Conner. I think that everybody is aware of James Conner, and they would all like to have him uh, on their fantasy football team over the next six weeks. So I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, I, I do think people forget about James Conner. I don't know if anybody's trying to trade for him. Like, like I think I could go get James Conner right now in any league. For Have like, you seen the state of running back right now? Like, yes, and I that's what I'm saying. A, for any guy who you think can actually go out and get 90-plus percent of the snaps slash actual touches at running back for an individual team, Everybody wants him right now. Actually, Ben, before I disagree with you, let me let me not. Because one thing I will say to this, 
if your trade deadline is currently around or it's about to happen and you're in sell mode, this is the most expensive a healthy running back will be. And if he is not in your future plans, you should sell him. Oh, 1,000%. Like, there's no reason. Like, he's not doing anything for you. Get get your assets. Get your picks. Get young receivers. And if you're looking for this guy and you're a buyer, you should go look for James Conner. And so my argument of why I, th- I like this for Andy is, like, guys are always going to try to get, like, more obvious names. But James Conner is, like, I don't know. Some people are still jaded from the the bad season that the last season that he had with the Steelers. Like people are not like, oh, let me go trade for James Conner, particularly in a dynasty league, because they felt like his career already died. And the dude, like, I think that's where he is more affordable some than the other guys. Now that's relative to owner, um, but yeah, that that's why I would say, man, I I get where Andy's coming from in this pick. I, I'm just saying, James Conner last three weeks, twenty four touches. 16 touches, 28 touches. Like, Saquon is doing that. Pretty much nobody else, maybe Najee. Like, almost nobody is getting that type of consistent volume. Um, And so I think there's a lot of guys who are like, who can I get that I know is actually going to touch the ball versus trying to grab Tony Pollard and then he gets out-touched by Zeke you know, Dude, so funny. I was actually going to ask you, would you rather have James Conner or Tony Pollard for the rest of the way? Um, I, yeah. I know <laughs> right? the rest of my team. If I want floor, it's Conner. If I want ceiling, it's Pollard. Okay, that's good. What about Jamal Williams? Versus Tony Pollard, James Conner. James Conner. We're still talking about James Conner. I would take James Conner because he has that receiving kind of upside. Whereas if Jamal Williams has a week where the Lions offense, where Jared Goff throws three picks, he's going to get me like one point. Right. All right. Last one. Alvin Kamara or James Conner? Alvin Kamara all day long. Even with the struggles he's had lately? Yeah, Alvin Kamara, even with the struggles he's had lately, Alvin Kamara, absolutely, unequivocally, like, Alvin Kamara is really good at football. Um, not everybody's awesome all the time. Alvin Kamara is still legit. I would definitely take Alvin Kamara. Okay. I, I Alvin agree. Kamara is a stud. You start your studs. That, yeah, that, yeah, I agree that. with that. I just, for, for people, like, this is where you don't get cute. So there's a reason I asked Ben that. I knew what his answer was going to be. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I get it. Alvin Kamara, he hasn't run for four yards of carry in five weeks. You want to know what his targets are over yeah. those same five weeks? Dude's got, like, 30. Literally has 30 targets. I just did the math, right? Like, that's worth a bunch of stuff. Um, don't Don't sleep on it. I understand he hasn't scored a touchdown in a month. That'll regress back toward the mean. He fumbled a couple times. That's weird. He normally doesn't fumble on the two-yard line. If he had fallen into the end zone in that San Francisco game, you would feel very differently about his performance this past week. Yeah. Hey, since we brought up Tony Pollard, uh, Ben, why don't you give us your next um, un- unpopular league winner? My next unpopular league winner is Ezekiel Elliott. 
Hey, Tyler, you want to know how many touchdowns Ezekiel Elliott has played in the last four games that he's actually played in? I know how many. How many? Seven. Six. Oh, it's close. Yeah, <laughs> you are close. But yeah, um, Ezekiel Elliott is playing in an offense that is really good now that Dak has come back. Um, and we need, like, he is going to continue to get goal line work. Dallas is going to continue to put up points. Um, and I think that you will see Zeke get probably three to five more carries than Tony Pollard in most games. Jerry Jones loves Ezekiel Elliott more than probably any other football player on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm actually pretty positive of that. And at the end of the day, Jerry Jones owns the team. And whether or not you think Tony Pollard is better than Ezekiel Elliott, I'm one of those people, right? I don't own the Dallas Cowboys. And yeah. so while people get frustrated by it, they're like, oh, there's no way they can keep giving the ball to Zeke. Guess what? You don't own the Dallas Cowboys either, fellow Techno bro. And so Ezekiel Elliott is going to continue to see 15-plus touches. It might even hurt the Cowboys. And if it makes Jerry Jones happy, it doesn't matter. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, hey, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, over his last three games, like that he's been like in, is like the number 10 overall running back. Yeah. Now, Tony Pollard in his last three games right now has been over like number three. But that's the 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 case of the Dallas offense and how they are doing and running it. Like, I mean, if their receiving options get tackled within the five, it's Zeke time. It was really funny. There was uh, a play in that uh, Minnesota game where it was Tony Pollard series because that's how the Cowboys normally uh, have done it historically the last couple of years is they give it to Zeke for a series, they give it to Pollard for a series. And Pollard got stuffed twice, like the three-yard line. And so on third and goal, they brought in Zeke, and he just, like, leveled a linebacker and fell backwards into the end zone, right? Like, Zeke can still do that. Um, they can be some thunder and lightning. And the reality is Dallas wants to keep Tony Pollard fresh. Every game in which Zeke has been fully healthy since the Tampa Bay game, uh, the dude's gotten at least uh, 15 touches. He's going to keep it up. He's going to Jamal Williams his way into being a top 10 running back over the next six weeks. Yeah. Well, I think, Ben, does that conclude our time? That does conclude our time. Tyler, I know you had one more guy, but he's a Jet. So do you really need to talk about him? I think you just dropped a bomb on the listeners of, like, did Tyler just recommend a Jet? So maybe I just need to say something. Give You got 30 seconds. Go. Mike White Jets. They're different than the Zach Wilson Jets. And the Mike White Jets throws to the running back in a competent way. And if Michael Carter or what is it, Zon Zondavin, whoever's behind him. Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight. If your knight in shining armor is wearing a Jets uniform and he's a running back who's catching passes, this is one of the few times where I would say this guy might be a league winner because that that's how they're scoring. They score with their running backs. They're getting a lot of volume. And you're looking at a, a, a position that has the potential, regardless of game script, to get you 20-plus points. There you go. Love it. All right, Tecmo team. Me and Tyler got too excited without Andy here to keep us in line. 
this podcast is longer than you probably want to listen to, but hopefully we're so, so appealing that you have. So we're going to quick sign off. Thank you so much and have a great night. Peace.